InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Are your personal and professional brands ready for AI, artificial intelligence? Our next guest tells us how to stay ahead in a fast-changing world. We welcome Karen Tiber-Leland, founder of Sterling Marketing Group and author of The Brand Mapping Strategy, Design, Build, and Accelerate Your Brand. Karen, let's start with what you consider the risks of not being prepared for the massive changes happening with artificial intelligence. How could this affect somebody who's not ready? Well, you think of it like this. Everyone understands Google search, right? You're looking for a dentist or you're looking for a doctor, you're looking for a consultant, or you're looking for an interior designer, or you're looking for a software company, and you Google to see what comes up. Think of AI as that multiplied by a billion times. So AI is very rapidly becoming part of the search criteria. And so just at a very basic level, if you haven't taught Google who you are across the internet, then AI doesn't know who you are. And so you're going to start to be less relevant in terms of how you come up. So I think one of the most fundamental things is really just this idea of discoverability, is people who are not prepared for AI aren't really even discoverable. So if AI can't find you online and provide some details, you basically become invisible. And it sounds like that's, of course, not where we want to be. No. And think of it like this. Like, for example, AI is many things. But, for example, ChatGPT, I mean, that's just become the most obvious one recently that's been embraced by millions of people. But that's just one example of AI. There's hundreds and there will be thousands of ways AI will be integrated into the front end and the back end of business. Just take ChatGPT as an example. I always tell people that call me, let's put your name into ChatGPT without your company, by the way. Let's just say who is X and see what comes up. And you'd be surprised the percentage of people where what comes up is, I don't have enough information on that person to tell you anything. That's not where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely not. So you offer what you call seven essential yet straightforward steps to prepare personal and business brands for AI. Can you walk us through those? Well, yes. And the first one is stop avoiding AI. You know, I was at a professional dinner with about 30 CEOs a few weeks ago. And when I mentioned AI, half of them got this deer in the headlights look and told me they were just avoiding the topic. And, you know, that's just, in my opinion, a really big mistake. Avoiding AI is only going to put you further behind as time goes on. Um, One McKinsey survey reported that over 50% of companies are using it in some capacity. So the first step is stop avoiding AI. Tell us the next point to success with your branding. Well, it's really understanding your target audience. You know, it's like any kind of marketing or outreach. Who are you trying to reach? What are their concerns? You know, that's all important in being AI ready. Because AI can be a great source of gaining data and insights about your target audience so that you can create messaging and content that resonates with them. So that's an important thing is to recognize that a large part of AI is going to be the data insight that it gives you into your target audience. And then the third thing to do is you really have to create what I call online on-brand content. So everyone's talking about, I'm going to have ChatGPT write all my blog posts. Well, yes, you can give it instructions and it can write a good outline or a good basic blog post, but it doesn't mean it doesn't need editing. What ChatGPT tends to spit back, and I'm only using ChatGPT because it's the most common AI used today, is that it tends to spit back pretty generic things. So you have to still go through and add your own feel, your own voice, etc. I often use ChatGPT to write an outline for a blog post, 
or a letter to a customer or give it something that I'm interested in and I give it the instructions and then I use that as a baseline. But it's going to take people a very short time to realize that it's a good start. But in most cases, you still have editing and creative work that you need to do. So most people who have a business, a small business, consulting, whatever, they have a website for that. Do you advocate also having a personal website that's about you? I often do, and I will tell you why. If you're an author or if you're trying to build a personal brand, the personal brand, you have to teach Google that you are the same as your brand, that your company brand and you are connected. And so it can often be useful to have a personal website. And often with my clients who I'm helping them with books or establishing CEO brands, I will also have them have a CEO website or a personal website as well. And on that personal website, would you have, you know, here I am, uh, you know, fishing or camping or, or, or would you just kind of keep it more business-like? I think that depends on the client and what the objective is and who the audience is. For some people, it really works to have all of that personal. And for other people, it's strictly just their thought leadership. So it really depends, again, on what their objectives are, who their audience is, you know, who they are. There isn't, you know, unfortunately one right answer. But I will tell you what you do need in terms of being AI ready for both the business and the personal brand or the CEO brand is you do need to have content online that is relevant and quality. And that could be websites, social media posts, podcast video, articles, blogs, media interviews. But it's really important to have that kind of, that's sort of the third step is having that online on-brand content is extremely important for being AI ready. Our guest is Karen Tiber Leland, founder of Sterling Marketing Group and author of the book, The Brand Mapping Strategy, Design, Build and Accelerate Your Brand. Well, we were going through your list of seven essential steps. Can we pick back up with those? Sure. So the fourth one is you need to spruce up your social media. So a robust social media presence is really essential if you're going to build a personal or a business brand, particularly, as I said, because AI will pick that up and look for it. You know, there's lots of AI powered social media tools that you can use in assisting you to schedule those posts and, you know, analyze what's resonating with your audience. But having that social media is critical. And, you know, I will tell you how many people call me to, to work with me. And all of a sudden they realize they're posting once every month or once every two months. And the reality is you really have to be posting three times a week and not about promotion for you or promotion for your business, but actual content, content that shows your thinking, your thought leadership, the areas that you're focused on, content of relevant, important information. So number four is sprucing up your social media. Number five is making certain that you're discoverable on Google. So here's the bottom line. You have to teach Google who you are and what your brand is across the internet. So AI language models like ChatGPT, they'll find you. It's pretty straightforward. And I always like to say, I think it's great for people to understand this. So an AI language model such as ChatGPT, but certainly that's not the only one, relies on a large data set of text from the internet to learn and generate responses. The more visible your company is or the more visible your personal brand is on Google, the more likely it is to be included in that data that is used to create the AI model, right? Then Google and other search engines use algorithms to rank those websites and content based on their relevance, their quality, their authority, etc. So if your content is easily found on Google, it's more likely to be included in AI data. 
the trick is that what those AI models then do, and they're getting better and better at this every day, is they learn from those vast amounts of text data. So if your content is highly ranked or widely shared, there's a higher chance of it being included in the AI data set. And then those AI models can better understand and generate contextually relevant and accurate responses as they become more advanced. So the bottom line is, is if you are prepared for AI, by default, that means having quality content that's informational, that's of high quality, that's consistent, that can easily be found on Google and is authoritative in its source. You know, people always say to me, I want to be an authority. And I'm like, okay, then you have to author something. So that's sort of the way that it works. And so that's why number five is you have to make certain that you're actually discoverable on a search. Makes perfect sense. Do you ever have people who come to you and maybe there's something bad online about them? Maybe they, you know, were convicted of a financial crime and now they're okay. They served their time and they're trying to rebrand. Is that easy to do with AI or not? No, that's actually rather difficult to do with AI. It's hard to rebrand because all of that content is in there already. And so it will be found. So the trick is to create things that I wouldn't say overcome it, but things that counterbalance it is probably a better way to say it. One of the audiences we have are people who are in the media. And if you're in the media already, do you have any particular advice for people who want to do branding in that regard? Well, it's really interesting because I've worked with a number of journalists and, as you said, radio hosts, etc. And when your brand, think of it like this, for many of those people, they are their brand, right? Their personal brand is their brand. It's their reputation. It's their credibility. It's their trustability. So I think being discoverable is not always a problem for those people because they tend to have a lot online. And credibility isn't even often an issue for those people because they're shaping their credibility with their content. I think what is often a challenge for those people is being able to have a definitive brand, right? Like what they actually stand for or represent or getting known for a particular style or a particular topic. And so it's really important that you be specific in what you're training Google and AI in terms of who you are. I think a lot of people in journalism are very worried that AI is going to take over and do their job for them. And the truth is, we don't really know what's going to happen yet. That's a to be seen. And anyone that says they know is just guessing. Now, I think people who are in the field or people that are, have created AI might have a better sense of it. But we really don't know where it's going to go. And so I think part of what I'm telling people is part of that preparation for AI in the fields that you're talking about is really being clear about what your brand is and seeing that what you put out there is always consistent with that. You'd be shocked and surprised how many people lack a consistency in that. And I think you have one final point. I think in some ways this is almost the most important one, which is creating a parallel brand, which is that there's always a brand for the business. We all know that. But there's also a brand for yourself personally. And the reality is that the days of just having a brand for the business, as important as that is, are really over. You also have to have a brand for yourself personally, because if you just have a brand for the business, you're only giving people one way in, you know, one roadway in to find your company. It's really critical you have another roadway in, which is through you as the CEO or as the executive. The book is The Brand Mapping Strategy, Design, Build, and Accelerate Your Brand. Karen Tiber-Leland is the author. 
check it out. It's a great book to get. Karen, thanks again for uh, joining us. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. And that's it for this week's show. Special thanks to this week's InfoTrack contributors, Roy Mackey and Gina Tedesco. Our internet services are provided by Pair Networks. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. We hope you'll join us right here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.